The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, you just got Daryl rolling his solo. But boy, it's a whole lot to talk about in the world of sports. And I guess first, before we go on any further, um, you know, we must give a, a, a really, I give our thoughts and prayers out to the Dennis Bird family. Uh, Dennis Bird played for the New York Jets back in the 90s. Um, he suffered a neck injury where he, well, a lot of people thought he was going to be paralyzed and never be able to walk again. But Dennis Bird was able to walk again. But anyway, um our prayers go out to his family. Um, Dennis passed away in a car accident in Oklahoma over the weekend. And um, it's just a sad day to, to see a man overcome such a such a tragedy to be um, knocked down by, by, by a car accident, taken out by a car accident. And um, uh, I thought some prayers go out to, um, to the Bird family as they um, deal with this this tragedy, uh, I guess another tragedy, but this is one that they're going to have to deal with. So, hey, but uh, as we as we move on in the world of sports, and hey, uh, there's no better team for me to talk about than uh, than hey, when, how can I say my my favorite team, uh, the University of Miami? Uh, we su- we suffered our second loss in a row over the weekend. Um, a hard loss to, to of all people. Um, hey, North Carolina, you know, and 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 I, I tell you, man, we used to just almost beat the pants off North Carolina all the time. Butch Davis went there and showed those guys how to win, and now I don't think we've beat them since since Butch been there. What's going on, UM? What's going on, Mark Rick? What's happening, University of Miami Hurricanes? What's really going on? You know, we and we were 16 on Saturday, and we've dropped out of the top 25. What's going on, University of Miami? I, I don't. I just don't. I don't get this. I mean, and 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 you can't say anything about our defense because hey, we held them to no points in the second half. However, on offense, we only scored three points in the first half and ten points in the second half. Uh, this is just not going to cut it, um, and, I, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna be critical of uh, of Brad Kaya again. You know, I've said this on a number of occasions, sitting right here, that um, I played with Steve Walsh, played with Vinny Testaverde, uh, 
Bernie Kosar, and Jim Kelly was a senior when I was a freshman. And I considered all of those guys to be very, very good quarterbacks. And they proved it in the NFL. I can't even give him, give Brad Kaya, as far as I'm concerned, he can't stand on the same field as those guys. And I, I, I'm, I don't mean this in no, no disrespectful way, but Brad Kaya is not nearly as good as any of those guys. And I'd have to say that, um, that, uh, that um, Steve Walsh was a distance behind uh, Bernie Kosar and Jim Kelly, as far as I'm concerned. And when I, when I saw Jim Kelly play as a freshman, I just thought there was nobody that could throw the ball with accuracy and throw the deep ball with accuracy the way he did. Um, Brad Kaya doesn't throw the ball very well. And I guess one of the things that, that bugs me with Brad Kaya is that he's, he seems to be playing a little timid. He always appears to be a little bit afraid. And I don't know if he's afraid a little bit or a lot, but there's something about um, Brad Kaya not running the ball at all. He is no threat to run when it's wide open, when it's a short yardage, when it's third and one, when it's first and ten. He does not run the ball. He is not a threat to run the ball. And I'd have to ask Mark Rick, why are we running this belly option play where he has an option to read or hand it off to the running back? We're in a one-back set and five wide receivers or four wide receivers and a tight end. Why? Are we running? Why are we running that play when he's no threat to run the ball? When all everyone's defense just attack our running backs, you know it's not it's not a good play. As a matter of fact, I think teams set it up to make it look like it could be a good play, begging us to run it. And if we do run it, they just attack our running back. It's it's not a good play. It's not a good look. And um. And I and I guess it's about time for um, for someone to say something about the UM the UM quarterback coach. Let's just say it like that. Um, let's 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 put it like that. The UM QB coach. And um, and, and let's let's just let's just. Hey, Carl, like it is. That's uh, that's Mark Rick's son. UMQB coach is Mark Rick's son. All right. Now, well, we we can all say that um that um the University of Miami quarterback coach is Mark Rick, but um the title of um of University of Miami uh, quarterback coach. Uh, goes to Zach um, Rick, and that's Mark Rick's son. And uh, this is his first first position as a coach. Let's get that straight too. So um, I think we got to start putting a little pressure on him too. You know, is this is this the right fit for? Um, is this the right fit for Brad Kaya, a, a guy that's this is his first coaching position? And and here it is, um, and and he, and now he's coaching our, our coach, and and I and I say that because um, Mark Rick's quarterback coach was Earl Moore, 
Now, Earl Moore was a backup for um, Bob Greasy and ended up playing and led his team to the playoffs where Bob Greasy came in and took them on to win the Super Bowl. Now, Earl Morrow, if Earl Morrow was Mark Rick's backup, was Mark Rick's, Rick's quarterback coach, I think he's doing a, a, a serious injustice to Brad Kaya having his son um, uh, coach Coach um, Coach Brad Kaya, you got to be an injustice for uh, for Mark Rick's son to be coaching Brad Kaya when Mark Rick was coached by Earl Moore, and um, um, you know this this it's, it's 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 unbelievable. I think this is um this is a sad commentary we got to be talking about, and I take that big I take that back. This is um John Rick. Our quarterback coach, Mark Rick's son. Uh, he, he, well, he graduated in um, in 2012, and he's a position coach. Wow! So hey, uh, he doesn't have a whole lot on his bio. He they said in 2015 he was an offensive assistant for the Buffalo Bills. In 2014, he was a quality control for the Georgia Bulldogs. And uh, and now he's our quarterback coach. I guess, I guess I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more on the resume than uh, quality control at University of Georgia and offensive assistant at for the Buffalo Bills. Now I um I, I guess it says this college is Mars Hill College, wherever that is. I, I've never heard of that that place. But I think we really gonna have to start start putting a little bit of emphasis. Um it says uh, Rick was a three year was a three-star member of Clemson's 2008 recruiting class before he transferred to Mars Hill to finish his collegiate career. Well, I guess he went to Clemson and uh, he ended up going to Mars Hill College, and um, and and he played at Mars Hill. Um, I'm not sure. I really think we got to work on this, Coach. Um, I I know you probably would catch a lot of flack from. Um, from from firing your son and maybe you need to maybe just uh, demote him to a, not not demote him but but find another position for him uh, maybe we can maybe he could be the quality control at the University of Miami that might be a good position for him um, but right now I just don't think um, I really I really don't think that him being our quarterback coach is a um, it's a, it's, it's, it, I don't think he has the qualifications to be holding that position right now. I, I just don't think so. You know, it's, you know it's, it's hard to respect your quarterback coach when he doesn't have a lot on his resume. I mean, that's one of those positions, especially when, you, when, you, when you're at the University of Miami. Got to have a little something on your resume. I mean, when you look at the quarterbacks from the University of Miami, that are, that have that have gone through the pros and have and have went, that have won big games at um, 
won big games at the University of Miami and big games um, in the pros. It's just it's 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 kind of crazy. Um, it's a lot of these guys have gone on to do some big things in the pros, coach. And I'm talking about from Craig Erickson to um, Gino Toretta to um, Bernie Kozar, Vinny Tessaverde. Uh, and, hey, it's just been a lot of guys that have come through and, and, and have done a lot. And, and when we look at when we when we look at um, at our quarterback coach right now, his resume just doesn't say a lot. And uh, I think that's something you got to work on. Hey, um, hey guys, we got Reggie, Reggie on the line. Reggie, what's going on? Coach D, what's happening? Hey, man, everything good, everything good, man. I got, I got, I got a hot topic here tonight, brother. All right, hey, well, you know, this is Sports Info UM show. You can, you can bring it like you want to bring it. Let's hear it. Hey, well, my topic is John L. Williams. John L. Williams, Palaka homegrown. The best fullback to ever hit the NFL in the league. Why isn't he one of the Hall of Fame inductees? This man played 10 years in the league. If you look at his stats, his Pro Bowls, this man should be, you know, at least nominated for the Hall, and he's not. Can somebody tell me why? Hey, you know, um, you're talking about a guy that's had over 5,000 rushing yards in the NFL. And, uh, and close to 5,000 receiving yards, 37 touchdowns. You know, I, th- I think um, I think he should get some consideration um, for the NFL Hall of Fame. And definitely, without a doubt. I mean, his his, his best years was at, was at Seattle. You know, like you said, you know, when he ended his career, you know, 5,006 yards, you know, rushing, not including re- the receiving yards, and his touchdowns. Yeah, I know he, at his time, you know, they wasn't nominating fullbacks for the hall. You know, we only have a few in there fullbacks that's in the hall. And, you know, he he has, you know, his yardage, you know, are, are, are somewhat better than some of those guys. Well, when we talk about John L. Williams, and I know him personally, know him very well, played with him in high school, won state championship together in high school. He went to University of Florida. I went to University of Miami. Good friend. But um, when you talk about John L., man, this is the guy that was drafted in the first round, 15th overall, and he was drafted as a fullback. And if you know John L. and anybody that's ever played with him or played against him, know that he could have easily played tailback as well as he played fullback. He played fullback because they had so many tailbacks at, at the University of Florida, and he got on the field as a true freshman, as a fullback. And he played exactly. with guys like Lorenzo Hampton, um, um, uh, Lorenzo, Lorenzo Hampton, Neil, uh, uh, Neil Anderson. Uh, hey, he James played with some, some, yeah, James Jones. You know, if he and he and he played above all of those guys, you know, and that lets you know what what kind of athlete he was and. And I, I would agree with you, uh, Reggie. I think um, John L. does uh, have – he should get some consideration for the uh, NFL Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, he went to the Super Bowl with Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Yeah. I think some people lose fact of that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Two yeah. Pro Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. I so. mean, hey, this guy, you know, him and Kurt Warner pretty much put, put Seattle on the map. <laughs> and he, I, I, and he was working for one of the best backs in the league. No, no doubt. No no doubt. And, uh, and, and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and you know, sometimes um, humility is not a good thing for some people. You know, and, and John Nell was never a person to, um, to he never, you, you never heard of him doing anything wrong or acting out or, or being disqualified from an event or, or making a whole bunch of ruckus about nothing. He's always shown so much humility. And uh, I hate to say that, but that might be a, a bad thing as far as John L is concerned because he's been so, so humble and, um, and uh, such a humble guy. But that shouldn't be a reason for him not to uh, be considered for the Hall of Fame. And I think he should get some consideration. Exactly, exactly. Like you say, you know, I know him personally, you know, you know, like you say, humble guy, you know, you never heard anything about him, you know, in the streets with the law enforcement, getting in trouble in the league or nothing like that, you know, hey, down-to-earth guy, you know, he's, his, 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 his yardage, you know, spoke for itself. I oh, mean, yeah. He's a great guy. And, you know, I, I look at some of these guys that are in, in the Hall of Fame, you know, after five years out the league, you know, these guys are there. And, you know, John L. been out the league well over, well over 17 years now. His last game was in 95, you know, when he played in the Super Bowl with Pittsburgh Steelers. Team captain and all, with, you know, and all. I agree with you. You know, um, I mean, they, I, we got. I got to get this guy, you know, some type of recognition to try to get him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's well deserved. I, I agree, well deserved. Um, and I guess we need to make it documented. You know what I mean? So it should be well documented that uh, that John L. Williams is should be and should be considered for the Hall of Fame. You know, I don't yeah, know how yeah. we're gonna do it, but. Uh, I'm going to find out. I'm going to see what I got to do. What do we have to do, Reggie, to get, get Johnny a more recognition for the Hall of Fame? Well, all we got to do is call up Canton, you know, submit a letter to the, you know, the nomination committee, and then go from there. But, you know, we got to get the ball rolling, you, you know, so this guy, he, he can get some type of recognition. Like you say, you know, humble guy, he don't want, he don't want to make a big fuss about it, but, I mean, he got to. Because guy used one of the greatest fullbacks to play in the league. I mean, this guy was awesome. I mean, he he can he can play it all. He can play tailback. He can play fullback. But the, you know, the guy he got the job done. He got the job done, and it's a bad thing, you know. The hall, you know, won't recognize this young man. Always got the job done, and um, <laughs> I tell you, you talking about a leader, man. This guy was a this guy played freshman as a freshman. He was the best running back on uh, on my high school team uh, as a. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, as as his sophomore year, he was probably one of the best running backs in the in the state of Florida. And his junior and senior year, he was one of the best running backs in the United States of America. And uh, yeah. and I was just very fortunate uh, to play with him and and try to soak up all the glory I could off his shirt, off his coattail. And and that I did. And um and right. I think it took me took me about as far as I could go in my career. But um, John L., man, he deserving of it. A great guy, um, super person. And, hey, 
Um, uh, Reggie, we got to run for a quick commercial break, but hey, let's call next week and let's keep this ball rolling, man. We will, Coach D. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, sir. You got it. Appreciate it. I'll, hey, guys, we're going to take, take a quick commercial break, and we're going to keep John L. Williams um, in this Hall of Fame talk, and we have to do it every week on the Sports Info UM show. Hey, guys, we'll be right back after these messages. Peace. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, it's man versus nature's most prolific hunters. We're diving into predator hunting with analysis on wolves, bears, mountain lions, and coyotes, their impact on their territory, and how man can be successful against them. Joining us is Jeff Rand of Deadliest Hunts, Silencer Shops' Jeremy Millette, and Carlos Martinez, Senior Product Manager at Remington. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on The Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Reggie on the line. We got another Reggie. What's this? We got Reggie's back to back. How often does that happen? Reggie's back to back. Reggie Sutton, what's going on? What's happening, Daryl? I'm just chilling, man. I'm uh, enjoying my, my evening. I uh, decided to call in and, and get involved in, in this talk show here. And I, I heard you speaking about John L. I'll tell you one thing about John L. He, back in his era, he was certainly a household name. Uh, he was probably one of the most highly recruited guys that I could remember uh, back, in, back in our era. So... Uh, whether or not he gets in, I, I think he he, he deserves deserves to go. But uh, you know that's all up to the voters, and and hopefully uh, 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 they'll vote him in. But one thing I can say, he's a Florida guy, so you know I'm always pulling for Floridians. Yeah, that's true. No matter what, you, school, love, it, it, you it, love some school. people from Florida. Now I, I give you credit for that. You one of one one guys I know. <laughs> 
when the, when them guys leave college, you pulling for them no matter where they're from. Now, now, yeah. Reggie, um, you you said something when you said John L was one of the most highly recruited athletes I'd ever seen. I mean, I, I had been around a couple of guys that had been recruited and knew some people that had been recruited, but I mean, man, this guy had private jets coming in to pick him up, and he was just the real deal. I mean, Oklahoma wanted him, uh, Texas. It, it probably wasn't a school in the nation that didn't have some kind of interest in John L. Williams. And, and I'm telling you, man, the guy, the guy started as a freshman, you know, on varsity. Right, as a true freshman. Yeah. A true freshman. Yeah. We, we're the same age. Yeah. You know, yeah, I didn't meet him on varsity they, until I was a until end of my sophomore year. They moved me up to varsity. They moved me up to varsity at the beginning of my sophomore year. Then they moved me back down to JV. And at the end of the mm -hmm. JV, they moved me back up to varsity. John L. Mm -hmm. had been starting on varsity that whole season. It was his second year starting on varsity. And then mm -hmm. by the time I was a junior, I got to play a little bit. I led it my junior year. But John L was a was a starter. It was just working on his third year starting, man. And he was he was no small guy. I mean, John L has been six literally six feet around two hundred pounds since since we were in ninth grade. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> like one hundred and ninety five yeah. pounds in the ninth grade. Right, yep. right. I remember. I know that you know. I went to high school down in Miami, Miami Killian, and I can remember hearing his name. You know, way down south. You know, this guy John L. Williams. Who is this guy? Hey, Reggie, you ain't hear Darrell Oliver's name? Cause we played in the same backfield, man. You ain't, ain't, ain't that one saying nothing about Darrell Oliver, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jose said great, great block by hey. Darrell for John L. <laughs> they said that a lot of my career. They said that a lot of my career. Hey, but Reggie, I must say, man, one of the things that really did put me on the map a little bit is not a little bit but playing with Janelle put me on the map I'm serious and uh, I'll yeah, never forget absolutely. once um, uh, University of Pittsburgh came down to look at Janelle Williams and they said we came to look at Janelle Williams but man we were really impressed by this kid Daryl Oliver and from mm -hmm. after that the balls the, uh, the ball started rolling for me and I started getting a little recognition and uh, but man the play with Janelle Williams was like Every week, it was an honor. I mean, every week is right. like twenty or twenty or thirty recruits, recruiters in the stands. His senior year, every week. So you couldn't get, you couldn't get, you couldn't help but get a look if you play right, for my right. high school team. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, 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 and yeah. if, you, if you look at it, it all it all worked out for you. You know, you went you went you went to a school where where, where you helped. Uh, that 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 uh, organization, University of Miami, get on the map, and and look what happened after that. So, you know, it worked out for him, and it worked out for you. So, and, and you know, I'm, you I'm thankful, there's nothing you know, to, to complain yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, there there's, yeah. there should be no bitter feelings. Yeah, you know, you know a guy told um, me um, over the weekend. He said I was showing him some pictures, and he said, "Daryl, this world don't owe you nothing." And he wasn't lying, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, it don't owe me nothing, man. I'm, I'm very fortunate and, and blessed to be, have been a part of, of um, that 1983, that, that 1981 National Championship in high school where John mm -hmm. L. Williams was, was a captain of our team, and he really was one of the leaders on, that, on our team. And mm -hmm. 
going on to the University of Miami and being able to be drafted into the NFL, you know, all of that is um is is a part of who I am and who we are, you know what I mean? It made us who we are. Yep. Mm-hmm. But hey, we ain't going to keep you long, man. I know you got things going on. And um, hey, always call us here every Monday night on Sports Info, you on radio show. All right. Good talking to you, Daryl. You, you take your care. You too, Daryl. You too, Reggie. I'll holler at you. All Peace. Right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Later. Hey, hey, Matt, we got this on the line? Yeah. Vince, what's going on? How you doing, Mr. Oliver? I just had to call in and check on you, see how y'all doing down there in Palm, Florida. We in Palm Coast, Florida. Hey, I, I, I heard, um, did the hurricane come through there doing Palm Bay? Yeah, the hurricane came through Palm Bay, right. Yeah, I, I, I thought I heard that on the, on the news. And the hurricane came down that way. Yeah, the hurricane came yeah, through. Palm Coast. That's what I mean. Yeah, Palm Coast. Yeah, yeah it came through. Yeah. But we survived, so man. You know, they a, survived. A few, a few okay. trees down, you know, uh, lights was out uh, uh, for about, a, about, a, about one day, which is not bad. And uh, we didn't really have any, any, any too much severe damage um, up, up this way. So we were very fortunate that, um, that the storm didn't come. And as a matter of fact, they say the storm got 30 miles with with 30 miles to us, uh, west of us on the on the ocean, and it turned out. So it, it was coming right at us, and they said then it turned out. So hey, that's a blessing in itself. And um, hey, you know, they say we're coming down 95 right up, and it turned the wind wherever we want to go. I don't know. I think the Lord got His hand on us down here in South Florida. Oh, man, without a doubt. It's South Florida and North Florida, too. And let's hope you're checking out the East and the West as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to find a way to go somewhere else. I don't know how he managed to go everywhere, but we in a lot of them find it. Hey, check this out, though, Vince. You know, we always give Tannehill such a hard time. And yesterday, the Miami Dolphins won a game. And they beat a very good team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. A great team. What's up they with that? A good team. They beat a great team. And it, it, you know, it just amazes me. Now, how, how, you know the difference. Let me tell you something. You know, I'm from Florida. I'm from Lazio. I've been here all my life. Now, I know the 72 um, uh, old Dolphin when they won the Super Bowl back in the days. And you come to the Dolphin today. And you don't know nobody on the team, and you from Brown County. That's where my major concern about their team is, because we used to follow the team so hard, and we used to know what player there, who player there. Only thing you know in Brown County is Tannehill. They don't know who the running backs is. You don't know who the receivers is. You don't, you don't know who the safeties is, the cornerbacks. And I can name you um, Matt Moe, Bob Grease, Earl Marr. Um, Jay Scott, you know, Paul Walfield, Duke Clay Marino. That that's just something I can name you. Well, so, why is that, Vince? Why why is it that, that that people don't know these current Miami Dolphins? Because I don't know. To me, I think it, that once they do get a player, 
a household name. They don't give him enough money to stay there, and then he leave and go somewhere else and come back and beat him. And then now during the league, they'll know you know who he is. Now this boy who just ran the ball yesterday, there ain't nobody know who he is. Now after the tomorrow, after the day, you don't know who he is after this week. After this week, you don't know that boy name no more. And 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 by by the end of next year, that boy be on another team coming back to hunt him. And I don't know why they do that. But you I mean, want you mean you mean Jay Ajayu? You don't know who Jay Ajayu is? Number twenty, number twenty-four for the Dolphins. Jay Ajayu, you don't know him yeah, well, with all the with yeah. all the red dress. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but do you know him now? But, but, State? And that's what I'm saying. You, I know him now. But next year, by this time, you remember my word to you. You ain't going to be on another team coming back to hunt the Dolphins. Dominicus,你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，你，
you know they receivers, you know they put in the pros, and then they put quarterbacks in the pros, and now we ain't getting no quarterbacks in the pros. We ain't getting no receivers in the pros because we can't get them the ball. Well, I can't say that now, Vince. Now, come on, now. Every week. Every week, he getting their playoffs the ball. Every week, it ain't no mistake. Then you got a boy from Louisville. True enough, he's a good quarterback. He's a pocket quarterback. And he run the ball very well. He is a Heiser trophy, but I don't see nobody out there that I get him by before the Heiser. But one thing I do know, he get the ball to the receiver. And then one thing I know about the University of Miami quarterback, you're supposed to out of the head of the team, you're supposed to be the eye, you're supposed to be the head, the neck, the rope, the feet, the ball pair. You're supposed to represent you in period. You 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 like that you let me die. You going over I, I hate you, Vince. I hate you. Now Vince, listen to me now. I'm gonna say this now. He shoots me. Philip Dorsey. I'm not putting it all on him, but you gotta get the out of out of the hurricane. I, 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 I couldn't agree with you more. And we do he's not see this from this guy, my current quarterback. But Philip Dorsett is with the New York, with the Indianapolis Colts, Vince. And Alan Hearns is with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And both of them cats are starting. So I'm saying we've had some players come through that at that position at wide receiver. And this kid, Coley, is probably going to go in the, in the first the kids, or the second round. They got some now. They got receivers now. If you can give them the ball. Not I, no for sure. Not no. It, it ain't. And I ain't saying. I ain't saying that they not gonna make it in the pro. I'm saying become pro athlete where they can catch the ball, run the ball, and show what they know. And then they can't wait. They get the pros and start showing what they know. They gotta do that right now to get to the pros. There's some reason our quarterback don't put them in a position. And then the team we supposed to be, he laid out to. When Kelly and Coles, I know they're from Florida State. They play Brooklyn and Brando. They want this game. Man, let me tell you, the greatest game I ever seen was your year, National Championship. Um, Nebraska averaging 62 points a game. Snellenberg put this team together and said, hey, we get out there, we playing with Nebraska. I don't want my report to play. We play Miami football. Then, matter of fact, we ain't gonna go for the, the field goal like, like Rick did. We going for the win. And what we did. I hear you, Vince. I hear you. Hey, Vince, we gotta take, we gotta take commercial break. Hey, Vince, we gotta take, we gotta take commercial break. But hey, man, don't you be a stranger. Call us every Monday night because we like your energy. We like that fire. We like that that you bring to the Sports Info you and radio show. We love it. Call us next week. And don't forget to bring the energy, Vince. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more Sports Info UM. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Jerome on the line. Jerome, what's happening? Nothing much, Daryl. How are you doing? Man, I'm, I'm doing real good, man. Life is, is very good. No complaints. Made it through the hurricane with with uh, minimal damage, and thank God for that. And um, everything is good. How you guys made through the storm over there in St. Augustine? About the same. A few trees and wires down, and was with that power for about one day. But other than that, everything was fine. Yeah, now, you know, and one day is bad because the last hurricane we went through, we were out of power for about six days, and it made life really uncomfortable, man. You know, you, yes, you just yeah, I remember. Happy to have a barbecue grill, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to make a co- trying to make coffee on a barbecue grill. Come on, man, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can laugh about that stuff now, man. You know, that stuff thawing out in your refrigerator. You tell the kid, "Oh, bring that chicken on out into the grill." We might as well yeah, have uh, that. You know. I was trying to fry fish on the grease on the grill, so I know what you mean, man. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm telling you, you know, happy to have a grill, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I was just talking to Vince about um about what's happening down at the University of Miami, but when I when I look at um this guy, um, look at some of these players from University of Miami. We live up in North Florida, and you can see how. Um, University of Miami is really stretching its arms to get some of these players out of Jacksonville. And from what I just heard over the weekend is um, quarterback from Ocala had, has committed to, um, 
to the University of Miami. I can't think of his name. The kid is, uh, okay. I think he's at Vanguard or North Marion. Uh, if it's a kid at Vanguard, we played against him, and I saw that kid up close in person, and uh, he's pretty darn good. Yeah, I heard he's he's made a commitment to go to University of Miami. But I was looking at this kid, Darian Owens. Um, he's a redshirt freshman linebacker, number 58, East Orange Park. And then um, the kid, uh, Michael Pinckney, he was a freshman linebacker who was starting. Uh, he's from um, Jacksonville. And uh, Shaquille Quarterman, who's a freshman linebacker, uh, starting. Um, he's from um, he's from Jacksonville. I mean, these I think these guys are going to be some really, really standout players for the University of Miami in the very near future. And because they are from North Florida, I think this is going to really do a big boost for the recruiting in um, in Miami at the University of Miami. Um, not only at defense, but I think we're going to find ourselves getting some of these uh, quality players from Jacksonville that may have considered going to the University of Florida in the past. Right. But you still can't forget about the kids in South Florida. you got to recruit those kids heavily in South Florida. you got such good athletes down there. You don't want to leave you know, all of them going to the Louisville and the places like that. So you got to make sure those D1s and those five-stars don't get out of Miami and keep them homegrown, and then, like you say, spread out to the Jacksonvilles and the Orlandos and the Tampas. Oh, yeah, and we got to get the best out of Jacksonville and, and Tampa and Orlando. You know, um, and I, I, I just don't think we've been able to go into those places in the past and get some of those guys that were probably going to be going to um, to the University of Florida or Florida State. And um, and I, I think I think Mark Rick is going to make a difference. I think he's going to get some of those SEC guys, some of those guys that he probably had on his radar while he was in Georgia um, that, are, that are in the northern part of Florida. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And uh, before I let you go, Jerome, you know, we got this campaign going. Um, um, Reggie, Reggie Allen from from the old hometown started um, trying to get John L. Williams in the Hall of Fame. Have you heard about this? I hadn't heard about this yet. Oh, okay, well, well, we just started a campaign tonight, and uh, Reggie said we need to um, we need to call Canton and uh, and send a letter to the Hall of Fame committee. I actually looked up some stats the other day that I didn't realize, and uh, I think it was his third or fourth year. Uh, he led the uh, league in uh, catches for uh, where they considered him a full bite, not just a running bite, but he led the uh, league in running bite and full bite catches. Uh, like two, three years in a row, and if I'm not mistaken, I think he sits like number six on um, uh, Seattle's all-time list for receptions by a uh, player. So yeah, that 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 would be an honor and a, a well-deserving honor for Johnny if he can get in. That's for sure. I I would agree completely. You know, and uh, we 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 went over John L's stats earlier. Uh, uh, Five thousand six yards rushing. Uh, 1,245 attempts, uh, 546 receptions, 4,656 yards receptions, uh, receiving yards, and 37 touchdowns. You know, so um, those are some worthy numbers. They really are. Yeah, and that's from a true fullback uh, position. You know, they don't. Some teams don't even carry fullbacks anymore. So you're talking about a traditional blocker. Which Johnny really wasn't. He was a really all around, uh, all purpose bank that can block, run, and catch passes out of the backfield. 
Yeah, and um, <laughs> it's, it um, it says he attended Black High School, where he was a standout high school uh, football running back in a wishbone offense of the Palaka <laughs> Panthers. Williams with rushed Jarvis for Williams, 3, with Darryl Oliver, with Clifton <laughs> Reynolds, with <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Williams rushed for 3,449 yards and 59 touchdowns, including 1,738 yards as a senior. Wow. Yep. And I, you know, and I, 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 I'd be, as my senior year, me and John L were in the same backfield, both of us rushed for over 1,000 yards our senior year. You know, that was right. quite an accomplishment for me. Yeah. And, um, John L did it. I to watch, too. Yeah. I I enjoy playing that playing on that high school team, tell you man, probably as much as I enjoy playing college football. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but Jerome, um we're gonna push this campaign for John L to um push this campaign for John L to make it to the Hall of Fame. But there's a lot of things going on in the NFL, man. You know, um Tom Brady came back yesterday and um it was like he never left. Right. And I'm excited about uh to see what Dallas is gonna do. With uh, Dax uh, Prescott, when Romo get healthy, if he get healthy, that's going to be a interesting situation there. You know, do you really think um, Jerry Jones is just talking to do what he do, bring more publicity to himself and bring more recognition to himself, and or do you really think that he has the audacity to make this change because? I don't think that I don't think the head coach uh, would ever make this kind of change. This would definitely come from somebody above the head coach, right? And what they're doing, if you remember, uh, this is this would be exactly how what Brady got his start when um, forgot the guy he took over got hurt. This is how Bledsoe. Um, right, bless. So this is how um, uh, Steve Young got his start after Joe Montana got hurt. So a lot yeah. of players have just stepped up. And some of the older players, or seasoned veterans, that's got big contracts. Eventually, you know, might have to sit back and, and maybe go somewhere else after a year. But you know, nobody's going to really pick up Romo with his injuries and with his high salary. So that's going to be something that they're going to have to just eat. But you know, you you the sacrifice is winning a Super Bowl possibility. You know, and I heard a story today. Um, uh, should the Cowboys trade um, uh, Tony Romo and Dez Bryant? Mm. You know, because um, be honest with you, Des Bryant hasn't done anything. He didn't do nothing last year. He was hurt most of the season, and then since uh, Prescott has come back, Prescott is is one of them guys that he has to throw to the open receiver. He has to th- he he has to play within the offense. So he's right. gonna he's gonna throw the ball to the right person almost all the time. Tony Romo had people like Des Bryant in his ear. And he made a decision that he was going to try and keep Des Bryant happy. Well, this kid, um, um, Prescott, he, he, it ain't about keeping one person happy. It's about playing within the realm of the office. I mean, and so that means you're going to, hold, you're going to throw the ball to the right person, not the right guy, the right person. Right. And, uh, and I think, I think it's, it's, it's been a, a good thing that Des Bryant has not been in the huddle with this young quarterback probably. Yeah, and with Ezekiel running the way he's running, it's taking a lot of pressure off of Dak, too. And so basically, you know, you got a good running game. You got a pretty good defense. 
and not that you're telling him to just manage the game and not lose the game, but uh, you got an all-around team that just helping that kid be successful. Yeah, and but but what do you think about this guy Jason Garrett to almost stand back and say nothing? You know, knowing he in his mind as a coach, you know he's saying, "Man, ain't nowhere in the world I'm gonna put this put Tony Romo back out there when this kid here is on like a five game winning streak." That's what he has to be saying in the back of his mind. But got to be yeah. But when when you got a boss like like Jerry Jones, you just don't say nothing. Best, it's probably best not to say anything. Yeah, it is. But sometimes you've got to pull a uh, what Jimmy Johnson on him. Just say, well, you know, I'm gonna do what I want to do, and if you don't like it, you can get rid of me. And eventually they did. But Jim, Jimmy Jones, Johnson could have got him another job anywhere. And I think uh, this coach would get him a job. He's been successful and. Uh, well, you know how the carousel is in the NFL coaching uh, area, we, so we do. He'll, he'll find yeah. himself somewhere else. And, and, and there's no doubt um, he will find he'll find another job somewhere. If, but I, I think Jerry Jones just just a bunch of hot air, man. He's not gonna he's not gonna bench that kid after he won by six or seven games just to see Tony Romo come back and and mess up the morale of that team, and probably won't last three quarters. You know, really. No. Yeah, exactly right. Hey, what you think about Cam Newton, though, um, Jerome? I mean, this guy, is it is it the Super Bowl blues? Is it Cam Newton just his head is getting too big? He's too full of himself? What's happening? Well, well I heard uh, earlier today that he walked out of a press conference also. So it sounds like he, you know, everything was going good when they were going to the Super Bowl. And he was having a press conference all over the place. Now things are not going good. The running game, uh, 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 Stewart been hurt. Artist Payne didn't play uh, Sunday, so they don't have really much of a, a running game. Um, uh, Benjamin trying to be the best uh, receiver they got, but it sounds like his weapons are diminished a little bit, and he's not, because of the concussions or whatever, he's not the runner that he used to be, and they're losing. And defense got a lot to do with that also, and everybody figuring him out a little bit. And uh, now that they're losing, I don't think he's handling it real well. And uh, seems like he's a powder that goes into the next week and doesn't do anything the next week also. I tell you this, man. Uh, I, I I I think I'm losing a little bit of um. I'm not gonna say respect, but I, I'm losing a little bit of the confidence I had in Cam Newton. And I, and I think it's because sometimes when. When you have a job that pays you ten or twenty million dollars a year, you don't need to be doing other things. And I mean, um, when, when Shaquille O'Neal was playing basketball, he started rapping and doing movies and stuff. And I think that kind of hurt his game a little bit. But Shaq was just such a dominant player; it didn't didn't matter. But when you look at some of these guys, when they start doing other things away from the game. It takes away from them focusing on what they have to do, especially at this position at quarterback. I don't think you can start modeling hats and shoes and pants and all that kind of stuff and then be the same quarterback you were before all of that came about. I just don't see that happening. I think Cam Newton needs to back off of some of these side jobs, focus on his job, because when we look at it, man, People like Phillip Rivers, this dude, when he put up good numbers, even when he don't have um, anybody. You look, you, you, you name two of his receivers. And, and he still got Antonio Gates as one of the number one guys he go to. 
Drew Brees is another guy. Doesn't matter who's on the field. You know, he's still produced and he's productive. And he keeps yep. his team together. And don't even think about Tom Brady, man. This guy, please, he can miss he, he, he can miss six weeks, suspended for six weeks and come back and, and act like nothing's never been wrong. So I think Cam Newton has to find some of this kind of maturity that these guys have, some of those things that they bring to the table and bring that to the table. Because otherwise, um, he... he, he he seems like he gets a little caught up with himself, and then it's never about self in this game, man. It's always about the T E A M. Yep. There's yep. no I and oh. team. There's no I and team. Hey, Jerome, thanks for calling, man. We always enjoy it. We're about to run out of time. And, um, hey, what the Panthers got this week? Panthers got Orange, uh, Fog. Orange Fog. They had Orange, Orange Fog, Fog this week. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, hey, I might check y'all last home or way. That's the way. All right. Well, I, I, I might even come to Orange Park. That's not so bad. It's not a bad trip. There you man. Go. Yep. Bad hey, man. Thanks for calling. Don't be a stranger. Okay. Let's get this. Let's get this Hall of Fame um, thing rolling for Johnny L. Williams. All right, Daryl. Let me know what I can do. I will. Thanks, Ro. Peace. Okay. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Sports Info UM Radio Show. Hey, it's always fun. It's all every Monday night is always a lot of fun. And um, before we let you go, Kaepernick got booed, booed, booed when he came out to play on Sunday. Cap, um, in order for you to accomplish something, you might have to be booed a little bit. Don't let that stop you from doing what you're trying to do and doing what you're trying to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. Odell Beckham, stop acting like a fool. You know, stop acting like a fool. Be a player. Concentrate on your game. Focus on what you have to do. Set examples for people behind you that want to do what you do. Be like you. They want to be like you. Don't think that, don't set it examples of marrying kicking nets and foolishness like that. Hey guys, it's been fun. It's been a whole lot of fun. Thanks for listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. Peace! Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.